There we go. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, my guest today is celebrity fitness guru and nutritional expert, John Pierre. We have been friends for over 15 years. And for that time, we've run programs together, not as often as I'd like now that we live in different cities. We've done them in person. We've done them at conferences. And once a year, we run our flagship program. It's called the 30-Day Ultimate Reboot. It's starting soon. We'll give you all the information you need. Hope that you'll enroll. But even if you don't, we're here to answer all your questions about healthy weight loss, anything plant-based related to weight loss and also food addictions, what they are, how you can manage them. We've worked collectively, individually in groups with thousands of people, and we've helped many of them achieve both the health and the body they so richly deserve. We're going to take questions that were submitted in advance first, as we always do on Chef AJ Live, and then we're going to look in the chat on YouTube and on Instagram and answer as many questions as we can. One question came in and I needed more information. I needed clarification. It was from a young lady named Becky. So I wrote her back and I said, listen, why don't you just come on the show, ask us the question, because then we can show you guys how we work in the program. We're doing something that JP and I call laser coaching. But first, I want to welcome first JP to the show. I haven't seen you in a long time. How have you been? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's nice to be here. Absolutely. Why are you so interested in weight loss when you've never had a weight problem? Hmm. JP? Why am I interested in weight loss? Yeah, well, I mean, not for yourself, but you've helped a lot of people with it. Oh, well, yeah, you know, the main thing is because, you know, weight loss has a lot of ramifications for it, you know, with diabetes and heart disease and cognitive decline and just poor immune system. So, you know, I my goal has always been to try to help my clients the best I can to be as fit and vital as they can. So, you know, I want people to get to a good, healthy weight, but I don't want them, them to be necessarily obsessed with their weight. But I don't think that it's healthy when people are, you know, having 30 or 40 pounds of excess body fat that they don't need. So my goal is to help them trim down a bit. Right. One of the things we want everyone to understand is that what the, you know, the ultimate reboot program or another programs JP run, or even when we work with private clients, this is not a get thin quick scheme. Unless you've followed my story for a long time, which most of you haven't, I was obese until the age of 52. And now how old am I? 64 and a half. So 12 years later, I've been lean for these years. I haven't struggled. My weight hasn't fluctuated more than just a couple of pounds in, in each direction, but I did not lose this weight quickly. It took me 27 months to lose 47 of the 55 pounds that I've not kept off. And I did it all of most of it without exercise. And so that's one thing we want to clarify because J JP and I really wanted to call this a, a health program. He actually wanted to call it, what did you want to call it? Love and compassion program or something? Right. Yeah, but we didn't think anybody would sign up. And when JP and I used to do these programs in person in my home in Sherman Oaks, people would come and there would be some up to 24 people in the group and we'd have these meetings every week. And that's what the online version of the Ultimate Reboot Program is because when people would post their results on Facebook of how they've reversed their heart disease and diabetes and lost weight, people wanted to do this program, but we didn't know at the time because this was really before people were using Zoom on a regular basis, how to do it. But my husband, Charles, crafted this wonderful 30-day program. And we'll talk in depth about the program and what it involves after we 
get to our laser coaching section. But at the end, at the graduation, they could bring their friends and family. And we'd always have a guest speaker, like a, a wonderful doctor. And the people would say, you know, oh, I, I got off all my medicines for diabetes. I got off heart disease. And people would do this very polite golf clap. I lost 22 pounds. And then they would just like go nuts. So we understand that weight loss is something that is desired by many people. Dr. Lyle said on the show, it's the number one personal goal in the United States. And GP, did you know that today, January 12th is National Quitters Day? I didn't know that. Yeah. So what that is, it's the day that most people have already given up their New Year's resolutions, you know? Yeah, I know it doesn't last long. I usually start my clients uh, October 1st uh, to prep for January 1st. Yeah. So anyway, so let's introduce Becky, who was kind enough to write us an excellent question. Hi, Becky. How are you? And and where were you from? Hi, Chef AJ. Hi, JP. Um, yes, my name is Becky. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm thrilled. Well, thank you. You're very brave to come on. And, you know, so they don't have to be scared. We don't beat you up at all. But you wrote a really wonderful question. And it's not a question that's uh, dissimilar to questions we've gotten in the past. But I knew I was going to have more questions for you. So why don't you say the question first? And then JP and I will give our opinion and, and maybe ask for more more details. Okay, great. So my question is, I've been following the McDougal diet for 17 years. have had great success, like everyone who does the McDougal diet. But I want to take it to the next level and become surface free. And I found that giving up sugar and flour is much, much more difficult than cheese or oil and, and other things I've given up uh, with the McDougal program. So I just wanted to ask for some advice. I'm fairly good at it normally, but when life gets stressful, when I get overtired, I just default to eating those things. And the last thing I want to say, Chef AJ, is that you had a conversation with Dr. Furman about 13 months ago about how that last 10% is the most, most important and you need to get that last 10%. And I just wanted to, I had watched it on replay and I just wanted to ask, well, how do you do that? Because it's the 90, it wasn't so tough, but the last 10, I think is difficult for many people. I think this is a great question and hopefully you guys can see why I needed to have more clarification because I could answer it really, you know, you know, flippantly and say, well, don't have sugar and flour in your house, but that's not going to get us to know Becky's needs. And in the program, we get to know what your needs are and can help you individually. So you're referring to when Dr. Furman talked about the money is in the last 10%. I remember that interview. Yes. The thing I would like to also say, and JP, please feel free to interrupt me because sometimes when I get on a train of thought, I just kind of run with it, is one of the things I've always said is, and again, I say this all the time, but people seem to forget this, do the least restrictive program you can do that gets you the results you seek. And that's why I think the start solution is the greatest entry point for most people, because like you, they can have tremendous success. I did not know from your question if you needed to lose weight or wanted to lose weight or struggled with food addiction. And it helps me to see you. You seem like you're very, you know, lean and healthy. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Thank you. Okay. So, so this is not something where you're under the threat of a surgeon's knife, that if you don't change your diet tomorrow, you're going to get heart disease or diabetes. And so there is a phenomenon. And are you familiar with the work of Dr. Doug Lyle, where he talks about the ego trap? Absolutely. Yeah. So good. And, and so this is really important. And Dr. Lyle is one of the four uh, facilitators in the Ultimate Reboot Program. Everybody gets a three-hour extended Q&A with him like we're doing with Becky right now. I mean, he wouldn't give Becky the whole three hours, but he would talk to her because 
if, if someone chooses a diet that is more strict or, or at anything in life that, that's that's too hard to achieve, what often happens is they kick over the table in frustration and then they end up ultimately, you know, failing. And so I would first ask you, where are you getting the sugar and flour? And I don't mean like where in your house are you getting it? Because obviously you're buying it. But what products are it in? Like, because I, I, for you who is so healthy, I wouldn't necessarily say don't ever have sugar and flour again. When you do that, it's a recipe for disaster. But what we could do is whether you're taking the Reboot program or not, we could do an experiment for 30 days, 21 if that's too much, where we just don't have it and see how we feel. See if it really makes any difference for you in your health. I'm guessing your blood markers are all good. So, you know, striving for this ideal idea of perfection. I'm not perfect, by the way. I have I have let salt come back in and flour come back in, in small amounts. Uh, I'm doing experiments, but I understand what you're saying because when I have these foods, I just want them more. So it, it kind of bangs on my brain. So where in your life are you getting the sugar and flour now? Is it in condiments? Is it in bread? Is it in baked goods? Well, I'm, I'm currently 85 days sugar-free. So, um, but when I, this is kind of an unusual stretch, but um, when I do eat it, I get it usually like candy. I'm a candy person and also like tortilla chips, pretzels. Those are like the three things that are most common. And if I have a little, I want more. And so that's really why I'm doing it is for that freedom is it's just easier. None is easier than one for me. And so I just feel better without it. And so that's why I want to give it up. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, JP, do you, but I have lots of thoughts. JP, what are your overall thoughts before we dive a little deeper? Well, first of all, congratulations. 85 days. That's a long time to be without sugar. Thank, that's thank you. Thank my, you. My one question is, is what do you think it would take to have you continue for 86, 87, 88, to continue with what you're doing? Well, as long as life is pretty calm and steady, it's pretty easy for me. So I'm past the point of cravings, but uh, life doesn't remain that way. When life gets lifey, it's that stress drives me to eat something I that will give me some comfort. So mm -hmm. I am 85 days and I'm super excited about that, but I don't know that I can maintain it for whatever comes my way in the next year or so. Well, do you have any other tools in your toolkit to help you to medicate with stress that don't have repercussions? Yes, I've been working on journaling and um, praying is a big important thing in my life and also starting to do some breathing exercises. So I'm trying to come up with some new coping mechanisms. Those are three good things. Yes. I think therapy is always good because again, uh, dealing with trauma and stress is something that we need to learn how to do where we don't naturally have it. So a lot of different therapists can give different modalities. And I think the secret is to have as many tools in your toolbox as possible, because ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to put, um, it's almost like you have, if you have sugar, you're trying to put dividers in between you and that sugar roadblocks. For instance, I worked with a client once that was an alcoholic. And I said to him, I don't have an issue with you drinking as long as you can do this for me. And I knew that he would go right from work directly to a tavern and drink. And I said, listen, I just don't want you to bring your, um, your, your, you know, like American Express or Discover card in cash with you to work. Just bring your driver's license. And then when you leave work, you go home, say hi to your kids, 
go get your money and your credit card and then go to the tavern. And that was enough right there to put a roadblock because he saw his kids, they wanted to play with him, right? And that was a roadblock. So your goal is to try to put as many roadblocks as you can between you and you know the substance that you're abusing. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. That's great advice. I, I wouldn't say she's abusing it though, JP. It doesn't sound like she she is an abuser of, of sugar to me. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. It's well, just- if, my, my thing is if you're so desperate to get rid of this substance in your life, it must be causing you some sort of problem and be an addiction. So- if it's a, if it's that strong of an issue for you that you're you know you're trying to go 85 days without it it must be something that's very pulling for you and it sounds like it's your coping mechanism for trauma or some stress so it depends if you want to have sugar be the puppet master over you but once you start dancing with the devil it's going to be hard to let go that's right. and so it's best to have these roadblocks in and draw from also prayer and religion to keep yourself strong and become a pillar of, of, of strength for your religion and to be an ambassador of, of goodwill, you know, to show that, you know, you want to keep your body healthy and fit. Yes. You know, one of the things, and I never, I don't think I've ever said this publicly anymore because a lot of people don't like, there's a lot of people that don't believe in God. And if you do, then they don't like you, but I, we don't really have a faith-based component in this particular program, but I was really addicted to sugar and uh, till July 6, 2003. And so I met with um, a, a man, a, a, man, a man of the cloth, not even of my faith. And basically what we worked on is uh, we prayed for uh, God to take away the desire for me to have this substance. And that's, that's what I worked on. And it worked beautifully for me. I'm not saying that's for everybody. I don't put sugar and tortilla chips though, Becky, in the same category. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, because uh, I've always eaten, tor I mean, I don't sit there and eat tortilla chips every day, but I would rather eat tortilla chips and salsa than pretty much any dessert in the world. And so I do now allow myself to have them. I didn't do that when I was losing weight because they are, you know, much more calorically dense than corn. They're about 1100 calories per pound as opposed to corn 400. But the corn tortillas I get, which are basically corn and water, at least for me, it's not a trigger. And I don't see that is not is I'm, I feel like I'm still abstinent from sugar if I eat corn tortillas. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. I think it's the salt, the oil, uh, and the salt. Uh, we'll see, that but that's the smooth. thing. See, that's the thing, because would you be, um, if if you were doing like I do, where I take the Mirancho tortillas, cut them into eighths, air fry them for five minutes, would that be the same as get? you know, obviously chips with oil and salt, that's, they're designed to make you not stop eating it. But if I was working with you one-on-one, -on -one, you've already got such a great string of absence with sugar, I would just, I would continue that. You know, the thing about flour is... <sighs> I think that sugar is sugar. So what I don't consider dates sugar personally or dried fruit sugar. To me, I know there are some food addiction programs that do, but like I don't get into, well, it, you know, molasses versus barley malt versus honey versus all that. I, to me, that's all sugar. The only thing I allow myself pretty much is the whole fruit. But with flour, there's kind of a, a gradient because like, for example, like, are you able to take oats, for example, and if you were to mash them with a banana and bake them, would you consider that like flour? Like, are, is that something you're able to have in your life? Because I can do that, but not everybody can. Yes, I can do that. 
Yeah. It's not something I do a lot, but yes, I make your cram muffins, yeah. for example, which I love. We take yeah. them on trips with us. So yes, I, I'm able to eat that and it doesn't cause any problems. So to me, it sounds like you're a very conscientious person. And Dr. Lyle might call you lovingly an HCNC, a hyperconscientious nutcase. And he might even say, why are you even bothering to do this? You look great. Your numbers are great. But I can understand because sometimes we like to have these kind of challenges. And that's why whether it's you or anybody considering the ultimate reboot program, we don't think of it as you have to eat this way the rest of your life. It's really like a 30 day experiment. And to, and that's why journaling can be important and see how you feel. The other thing is I have never denied myself treats that were compliant. So the whole time that I went off sugar, July 6, 2003, I, I didn't do what they teach in a lot of these food addiction programs and never have a dessert that was date sweetened or, or, or limit my fruit. Uh, you know, so, so when a sweet craving hits, I always have something compliant, like you say, like maybe there's a cram muffin or something in my, my freezer. But I think to live a completely, when I say sugar-free life, a life without some sweet tasting thing, to me, that would be a miserable existence. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, yeah. I eat a lot of fruit and enjoy it and don't find it to be problematic. Yep. And the other thing that I feel that helps a lot of people, and this may not be even something you need at this point, at least the people that JP and I work with, and JP has a whole wonderful module in the program because the way the program's delivered is over 30 days. And by the way, the program starts next Tuesday. The reason is, is because Monday is a, a national holiday in the United States. And a lot of people said, even though Monday's a great day to start a program, they want that day to clean out their pantries and get rid of all the non-compliant stuff and go shopping. A lot of people are going to be home for work is, um, we, we treat it as a, as a 30 day experiment that will, will, will start that day. And I totally forgot what I was going to say to you, but, um, <laughs> but, but doing, doing it that way can be, can be very, very beneficial. And not, I think when you say I, I'm going to, I'm going to do this the rest of my life, it, it can be a recipe for disaster. Cause even in drug addiction and alcohol addiction, it's always like this one day of a time thing. The thing is, is it, are you the kind of person that beats yourself up if you have a little snack accident? Well, I don't feel well. So then I want it the next day. Yeah. And that's, I, that's really why I want to give it up is not I, to be I, this, have this label, but to just have the freedom of yeah. not having a little, then oh, I might as well have more because I already yeah. ruined the day. And then the next day I'm craving it because it's in my body. So yes, yeah. it's just easier, I think. And I feel better emotionally, physically, if I don't eat any. I agree. And and JP, this is where a lot of your tips and tricks can come in that you work with people on, you know, like for the in the moment stuff that like bef before you, because there's a saying that the only bite you can control is the first bite. You know, there's a saying a thousand bites are too many, one bite too many, a thousand bites never enough. And so one of the things JP and I emphasize a lot in life and in the program are this idea of eating greens. And while I love everything Dr. McDougall says, you know, he's not that necessarily the biggest fan of vegetables. Uh, and, and so one of the reasons we like them so much, particularly greens, is we use them therapeutically because they have a substance in there called thylakoids that Dr. Greger wrote about in his book, How Not to Diet, that have shown to not only block fat absorption, but they they turn off the hunger switch. And so if I find a lot of times I'm craving sweets, yes, of course, there's going to be emotional reasons. It's a lot of times because I really didn't have my greens that day. So I'm curious, do you eat greens How and how often? I do agree, eat greens. Mostly um, I have a big salad for lunch every day. We try to eat some sort of um, green or cauliflower for dinner. 
And then I'm also try to eat some for breakfast, but I'm hit or miss on breakfast. Yeah. So, cause that could be a habit that you build and JP talk about your little tricks with the powders and the, I mean, we don't recommend everybody go out and buy any of these, but JP has very successfully worked with people with some of his little tips and tricks. Yeah. So it's funny that I have one with me, you know, I'm, I'm drinking right now, uh, you know, a drink, but I would recommend always getting some sort of green powder. Um, I like the health force one the best because it's in glass, it's all organic, it's kosher, gluten-free and all that. But when you just mix a, a, a spoon of this with water and then just put it into your, your glass and then just sip on it throughout the day, one, it keeps your palate alkaline. You're less likely to, to crave sugar. And then like what I have my clients do is before they go to a party, literally in the car, I have them take their water bottle, shake it up with a tablespoon of greens and drink the whole thing right there and then. And it just gives you this sensation in your stomach, like you don't want anything in there, but definitely not a sweet. And again, this is just a tool in your toolbox, because again, all you're trying to do is put those roadblocks between you and that substance. So it sounds like you're on a, a good path. What I would say, though, is I think you need to keep adding tools. And I think you should work on mastering one or two of those, whether it's your breathing to compose you, which is very important because your breathing controls your mind. And so it's very important to regulate your breathing and do more diaphragmic belly breathing that will activate the vagus nerve that's going to relax you, whether we're compared to people who do upper chest breathing and mouth breathing, which is going to stimulate you. So a lot of senior citizens that I work with, one of the first things I do with them is I show them a way to breathe that I wouldn't want anyone else to breathe. And it's upper chest very fast through their mouth because I'm trying to wake them up when I see them. But then I explain to them the rest of the day, I want to them to breathe through their nose, through their belly and be composed and calm. So I think you're on a good path, but I would you know, keep adding the roadblocks, try the green powders, or you can just, um, if you have a juicer, you can juice greens or you can just eat like a lot of um, cilantro or parsley and just chew it up to a liquid and let it sit in your mouth for a while because it's really going to alkalize then your palate. But I think the most important thing for you would be to make sure that you have a modality that when the Grim Reaper comes and the stress is there, you're not going to you're not going to you know basically collapse. You know, I, I just saw two therapists that I work with. In, in one day. So there are two, two clients that are therapists. And one of the things that I talk to the therapist a lot about, you know, I see a lot of therapists and a lot of them are trauma therapists, but is the ability to develop some resilience in your life. And one thing that I like about exercise or movement is it teaches you to handle resilient, you know, be more resilient and handle hardships and a little discomfort very well. And so the stressor that we all face all the time is a big stress, but exercise is a little stress, but it builds our mental muscle and our resiliency. So when bigger stresses come, we can handle a lot easier than someone who hasn't done any movement. Does that make sense? Yes. That's a great point. Never thought of it that way. Do you exercise regularly, Becky, and how much and what do you do? I, I do. I love exercising, fortunately, and uh, I do strength training. I do Pilates, um, play some tennis, do a little jogging. So, but usually about five days a week, I'm doing something. 
You know what you remind me of? You remind me of, uh, of myself in my younger days in college where you got like a 99 on the final, but you're upset. And so you're talking to the teacher because you got to get that hundred. <laughs> yes, we have. I think so. We're, we have some similar personality for yeah. sure. I, I, well, I get it because other people are like, what is she talking about? She looks great. You know, one of the things, if people join the reboot, you'll have the accountability of not just because we have wonderful coaches, at least three of them that moderate the boards and by the boards, that's not Facebook. It's a private group in the program that is run through Kajabi. But th those are people that you could re a person could reach out to, you know, if they were if they were struggling in the moment. But it sounds like you'd be a good accountability partner for me because I'm thinking, you know, I got to walk the talk. And now that I've included some of these, you know, they started having this bread now that is basically compliant. I mean, it has a little salt. It's called pacha bread. And I didn't eat bread for 12 years. And it's not like I'm even eating it every day, maybe twice a week. But I've got that banging on my bread, you know, what would Dr. Goldhammer or something? you know, and like, not that he'd even care, but, but uh, I really appreciate your question. And I'm curious if your environment, I don't know if you live alone, if you have a family, but are there, are, are the, I don't even want to call these non-compliant foods because I don't think they necessarily are, but are these foods that you're wanting to eliminate, are they readily available in your environment or are they something you go out and get when you have a calling? Yes, I knew you're going to ask me that question. They are readily available. I'm very happily married and my husband has a has a, a sweet tooth like me, but he does keep his sugar in his office, so it's out of the kitchen. So I I just stay away from that, which is good. Um the tortilla chips and pretzels also are some of his favorites and those are in the kitchen. So occasionally I'll see them, but Okay. Now we get to I know, I know. Right. I knew this was so coming. Here's the thing. So guys, we had a wonderful kick off the new year episode with Dr. Lyle about the environment and we did a session with the coaches. So a couple of things. I'm going to be putting the pretzels and the chips in another category cuz there's those snacks I think if you want them, they have to be made compliant. Like in other words, there used to be a brand and I can't think of the name at Whole Foods of tortilla chips with no salt or oil to my knowledge now there's nothing like that. So if you're going to make them if you want them compliant, you're going to have to make them compliant. I don't know much about pretzels. Um I'm guessing they probably have salt but no oil, but you can make any of my desserts. And I don't see why anyone who is in love with sugar wouldn't love these desserts, number one. So that could be something for the for the sugar part of it. Uh, the other thing is, and I, I, Charles, if you're, Charles, are you here? Could you bring the food safe? So we have a locked food safe. Um, I don't know if there's anything in it right now because generally there's nothing that bothers me. But when there is, could you show them? People think I, you know, I really do. I do practice what I preach and walk There's the talk. Lot. The locked food safe. Can you go oh, get it? Yeah. So we we have a locked food safe. And that's where he, if, if there is something that is going to be triggering to me, like that he brings in, we lock it up. And also um, we're lucky because the way our house is set up now, he lives, not that he doesn't live here, but we work on opposite ends. And so what he brings, I, I don't go into his office. I just like, I just make that a rule that I don't go in his office and that's where the non-compliant snacks are. But let me show you the locked food safe. And um, we got it very, you know, it's $20 on Amazon and it comes with a combination lock. And so if he were to bring something in that, that I, that really, I, I mean, he's very respectful and, and he probably doesn't, I'm going away this weekend. So 
I suspect there'll be a lot of non-compliant food while I'm gone. It'll probably go to Amy's vegan drive-through. But this is this could be a, a, a solution, you know. And and you don't this this is see-through. But there are this was the cheapest one. I'm pretty frugal, but there are ones where it's not even you don't you don't see it at all. So you know. So anyway, there's really there's often workarounds, and you know I commend you for what you're what you're doing. And I'd also want to know like. Were you ever overweight before or struggling with food addiction? Because while I appreciate what Dr. Furman said, I don't think he was talking to an A plus student like you. Do you know what I'm saying? He was talking about how like a lot of times people that come to the retreat, they do really well. And then they go out and have that restaurant meal. So I guess, yeah, the money is in the 10%, but, but it seems like you're already quite wealthy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. I've never, I haven't had a, a weight issue. I lost about much of a weight issue. I had lost about 10, 12 pounds when I started eating the starch McDougal's program. So I did lose some weight, but not significant. Well, I think you're doing great. And we'd love, I mean, not that you even need to be in reboot, but if you were, we'd love to have you and be happy to work with you. And what we're showing you guys now, how in the program, although we'll answer questions verbally, sometimes you just need a little bit more information because if I hadn't brought Becky on and she, just she submitted the question, I would just say, well, just don't have sugar flour in the house. But that would be a kind of a flip answer because there's always much more to it. Any other final thoughts, JP? And then we'll get on to the other questions. And Becky, you're welcome to stay on if you want. And we're going to bring your question back in too. But if you have to go, you can go or you can stay on. Uh, JP, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you're doing everything great. I would really, again, focus, uh, as I mentioned earlier, on the toolkits and then developing, you know, a closer relationship to your inner beliefs, you know, what I call a code of arms in your code of conduct that you live by. There's certain things in life that are negotiable and certain things that are non-negotiable. And so if you can put that sugar into non-negotiable, then that's going to make your life a lot easier. The temptation would be gone. It's the equivalent of um, if somebody said, well, my spouse has been 99% faithful, I'm thrilled. Most of us wouldn't think that's that good unless you live in LA, but 99% um, faithful is not 100%. So you have to find um, you know, what in your life can be 90%, 99, but then you're going to find some things that have to be 100%. And this sounds like one that if you're not able to handle it, a little bit of it, and you just go berserk, then it should be at 100%. Yeah. And, and it doesn't sound like you you go so berserk that you're gaining weight or having, you know, disease problems. And, you know, I feel like salt is salt an issue for you, because that's something that a lot of people really struggle with more than even sugar and flour. I really don't eat salt. So yeah, that's um, because when I do eat those tortilla chips, it really hits me because I yeah. don't eat it. I because don't cook don't with eat it. it. Yes, don't that's a it. great point. It, it would be interesting if just you could experiment with making your own ones and see if it bangs on you the same way, you know, assuming there's there's not also salt in the salsa. But, but you know, I mean, I, I totally get it. The other thing I find that can be helpful, and I don't know your situation is how often you eat or how much, is I find that being full on a belly full of starch it, whatever I'm having a craving for or again for is less if I'm full. So you know, never to skimp on, you know, a lot of people come to our program, they want to lose weight. So they think, well, I'll just eat vegetables or I'll eat more vegetables than starch. No, you want to eat a lot of starch because that's where the satisfaction is. And, you know, I once heard Mary McDougall say on my program that when people, the, the people that always have to have dessert at dessert every meal are not eating enough starch at the meal, especially things like potatoes. So just make sure your belly is full of starch at all times. Great. Great. Thank you so much. I love that idea.
Yes. And it's like, as a wise person said on my show yesterday, when all else fails, eat a potato because, you know, sweet potatoes, they're like dessert to me, you know? Absolutely. They're delicious. I love sweet potatoes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Becky. I really appreciate you. your question and the opportunity to show people what laser coaching is. We've, we've done this a lot in person, but we've actually never done it online before. So, all right. Thanks so Thank much. you so much. You're, you're welcome. Feel free to hang out, give your opinion if you know the answer to any of these questions. And we'll move on with the questions that were previously submitted. JP, the first one is from Judy. Uh, I know you start your day off with steamed veggies and you love potatoes, but do you include any legumes in your diet? And if so, do you aim for a certain amount or are there specific beans you do and do not eat? Okay, so just to clarify, uh, it's been almost 13 years now since I've lost weight. So I don't start my day off with steamed veggies anymore. I eat vegetables and starch as my first meal, which usually occurs anytime Right after, I usually do my show 11 to 12. Sometimes it goes later. So 12 or one o'clock, I'm eating my first meal of the day, which is generally a gigantic hand of yam that I've roasted. Occasionally I'll air fry it afterwards, but it's it weighs, I don't like to weigh my food, but people kept asking. So on, in general, it weighs 20 ounces. It's a little bit less than a pound and a half. It's the biggest ones I can find at the store. And I eat it with about 12 ounces to a pound of broccoli. I say that because sometimes the bag is 12 ounces, sometimes it's a pound. So I eat my starch and veggies together. I'm not in need or looking for weight loss or fight having to fight food cravings anymore. I do not eat beans. I am allergic to all of them. I have, I don't want to get into this because I've seen every, I've seen 13 gastroenterologists. I've had every test. I've always been allergic to soy. And I cannot tolerate any legumes, including lentils, including sprouted lentils, including green beans or sugar snap peas, which I love. I tried what Dr. Furman said this year, where you literally eat one bean a day. I got to day 20 and I got violently ill. It's not worth it. I am allergic to them. But if you're not, they are wonderful foods to include. And I'll let JP talk about them and the amount. But we don't want you to eat just legumes as your starch. JP, beans to you. Um, just a quick question, AJ, when you said you got up to 20, was that 20 days? So you had 20 beans caused an issue? Um, 20 beans caused an issue. When I got up to 20, I just was doubled over in pain and sick for 36 hours. So, what happened with five beans? Um, I was okay. I was okay up to then, but, um, I mean, I did feel like a little bit at 10, I felt like, uh, is this psychosomatic? Is it gurgling? So I'm not going to do that experiment again, because I've had enough doctors tell me that you can live a long, healthy life without legumes, regardless of what they say in the blue zones. So my quality of life is as important to me as the length of my life. So I'm not going to be running that experiment again. At least right. I think I think, you know, the Blue Zones has, has done some good work, uh, great work, actually. But I think what's important is when people add legumes, even vegetables that are new to this program, it's important that they go very slow with it. And the way Dr. Furman was saying is the same way I've been having clients. If they have GI issues, I literally ask them to add one garbanzo bean in and then the next day, two and three and then find that happy place. And as they're doing that, they're letting their microbiome get used to that type of a fiber in their system. But I think legumes are a very important component to a plant-based diet, mainly because of certain amino acids in there that it's a little bit harder. It takes a little harder work to get. So legumes are really a nice uh, thing to add in. And I think also it's important to get a variety of them. So you don't always just have kidney beans or black beans. I think it was Dr. Kerry Saunders who, who mentioned there's something like 18,000. 18,000. Can you believe it? 
Yeah. So, so you can, you know, get a variety of them and I wouldn't worry so much how much, but you know, I'm just saying on average for my clients that I work with, I'd say they'd go anywhere between a half a cup to two cups a day. Athletes sometimes even use more, but that could be a combination of hummus. Sometimes even um, my clients will use lentil pasta or just cook lentils and beans. But I think those are very important because they're kind of a combination of a starch and a, a good protein. Um, so I think that's important. And then of course, having those steamed vegetables, getting a variety of those is also important. But a lot of my clients I work with are not um, anywhere near needing to lose weight. Matter of fact, a lot of them are, when you're working with athletes, especially professional athletes, they can require you know, eight, nine, 10,000 calories in a day, especially if they're, in, they're doing ultra endurance. In that case, I don't want them filling up on vegetables first. It's the opposite. I want them blending or juicing some of that to get those phytonutrients in and not filling up. But most of us here, uh, I'm assuming that are trying to lose weight. It should be the opposite. Fill up on the steamed vegetables and the raw vegetables. Uh, be careful with raw, go slow, but fill up on the steamed vegetables as much as you can. And then that's going to allow you to basically not have that many calories. You know, you know, when you look at lettuce, it, it, you know, when you start thinking 125 calories a pound and you take a look at a tablespoon of oil at 120 calories and 14 or 15 grams of fat, not filling at all. So vegetables, particularly green leafy, you can just keep eating and eating, and eating. Not that I'm saying that's all you should eat, but if you are trying to lose weight, you definitely want to make sure that you're eating quite a bit of, of, of vegetables and trying to work in some raw vegetables too. Yeah. And when I was losing weight, believe I, I mean, now, you know, I'm much, I'm, th this is the other thing. I'm 55 pounds lighter. I don't need as much food as I did when I was 55 pounds heavier, but when I was losing weight, I was eating three to four pounds of non-starchy vegetables a day. Now I, I don't want to say a struggle to get into, but I, I aim to get into, I just don't need as much food. But when I was doing the ultimate weight loss program, I was eating a pound of steamed greens. It didn't necessarily mean kale, but something that was cruciferous, not, you know, something like cherry tomatoes as my first meal of the day. It was called breakfast because breakfast literally means break fast, but I was never a person that was hungry at seven or eight in the morning, unless it was for a Coke Slurpee. So that would usually be 11 or 12 o'clock. I would eat that pound and then I would wait, you know, sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes more, depending on my activity level that day. And then I would eat another pound with my starch. So that's how I was doing it when I was trying to lose weight, but I don't want to lose any more weight. So I'm not emphasizing veggies first anymore. I'm, I'm eating veggies with, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, great. Let's see. Ah, here's a question. All right. This is from Jeanette. Okay. I'm interested in your reboot program, but I work full-time Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday. If Monday is a vacation day, I babysit. I do not have a typical lunch break. Will I be able to have contact with a human being during this process in the evenings or on Fridays? So um, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Like we're here for you uh, every single weekend. We do our, I, I may as well tell you when the program is delivered and how. That's a, actually an excellent question. So it's going to start Tuesday, January 16th, the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day to give you Monday to get your house in order, get a food safe if you need it, throw out all the non-compliant food, maybe go shopping, you get recipes and you get um, uh, meal plans and things like that. And so what it is, is my husband curated this wonderful material from our previous Ultimate Weight Loss conferences that myself, John Pierre, 
Dr. Alan Goldhammer and Dr. Delgile spoke at for five years. We call them the dream team for weight loss. And so each day in your inbox, first thing in the morning, you'll have a video delivered with a lesson in it. It will be approximately 20 minutes. We don't usually go longer than that. And there will be a group for you to join for free. It is off of Facebook because a lot of people don't like Facebook or cannot have Facebook like a lot of times if, if they have a job. And this will be your community. It will be moderated by at least three of our success, co success coaches. You'll meet a couple of them uh, if you tune in at uh, two o'clock today. And uh, so there'll be a person there, but like it won't be live like if you were sitting in my living room live. However, what is live and what is why people keep coming back to the program, even if they've taken it multiple times, because we don't change the content, the 30 days videos or our teaching is the Q&As. And this is we've learned from having our master classes with the eight doctors that we ran is that people, this is what people are willing to pay for because they really want to be able to have their questions answered personally, like we, we just did with Becky or, and especially by the doctor. And so uh, we usually run the program Sunday afternoon, but there've been a lot of people from other countries that have asked us to please do it on Saturday. So we're giving it a try this time on Saturdays. And by the way, everything is recorded. So if you miss it, you still can watch the recording within 24 hours. Actually, it's usually pretty soon after that. It just takes a little bit of time to download. And even if you can't watch live, you still can submit a question. And one thing JP and I are known for, which if you watch uh, the last couple of days when we've been having graduates of Reboot tell their success stories, why why uh, Donna came back is she said that, uh, that, that she couldn't believe that I stayed on Zoom for four hours and 40 minutes with JP because there were more questions than could, we could do in three hours. So we guarantee a three hour session from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific time on Saturdays starting on the 20th. Uh, but if we have to go over, JP and I will go over, Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle cannot guarantee they go over, but Dr. Goldhammer is so fast that he could just zip through them. Dr. Lyle takes a little bit more time with the questions, but people know that going in. And what happens is if we miss a question from Dr. Lyle, we always save it because luckily he comes on my show once a month. So that works out really good. Uh, so hope that answered your question, Jeanette. I hope you'll join and we hope to see you and we hope to see all of you or as many of you in the program because we probably won't run it again this year. And don't let today, National Quitters Day, be you giving up your resolution already. Um, there's a question from Bonnie and it says, I'm an introvert. I don't like group activities. Do either of you do private coaching? Well, first of all, it, it, the answer is it, it, you, the group doesn't have to see you. So in other words, even though we are on a Zoom, when we do the three hour sessions, many people never turn their camera on. You don't have to have your real name there. So if you don't want to talk to anybody, you don't have to talk to anybody. You can still uh, ask questions, you know, for that. And um, I do not do private coaching anymore, but when I did, it was more expensive than the whole program. So it's not cost effective and JP does too, but we really recommend that you get the program as a foundation too. Don't you think JP, that it could be helpful as even if somebody wants to work with you to get the, the, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll save a lot of time uh, because, you know, I, I'm just going to be going over the basics with you. Um, the coaching is really more for you know, it's, it, it's not as much the nutrition and fitness, although I do that, it's more as the mindset and kind of a spiritual set or your coat of arms and your code of conduct that I really like to work with clients on. The nutrition and fitness, we're really giving you all here. 
Great. And this question is from a different Becky. This Be the Becky that's on today is IE. This is a, a CKY Becky. I'd like to find out the dates. So yes, Becky, I, I'm going to have that's the nice thing is when you guys write us through the, our website, see, then I can I'm, I'm typing saying, um, you know, that it was answered, and then that we have somebody to get back to you. So the dates are it will start Tuesday, January 16th, and whatever 30 days is after that. So we'll have our live sessions. The other advantage to moving it to Saturdays, for some reason, people just can't not watch the Super Bowl or go to Super Bowl parties, which maybe Becky shouldn't go this year because we know there's going to be chips and we know those chips are going to have salt and oil in them unless she brings her own. But the live sessions are Saturday, January 20th, Saturday, January 27th from 9 a.m. to noon, and then Saturday, February 3rd, and Saturday, February 10th, the day before the Super Bowl. One entire session is Dr. Alan Goldhammer answering your questions. One is Dr. Doug Lyle answering your questions, and the other two are me and JP. And all four of us appear throughout the program. So you'll say, well, where are they? So it's constructed in maybe there's a few days of just me and a few days of JP, but you'll see um, it's, it's, it's actually very, very good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, Charles did a great job of putting that together, AJ. I think so. I'd like him to do another one, you know? Oh, here is a really interesting question. And I, unfortunately, it came in this morning. And if it didn't, because I was already on my other show, I would have emailed Susan and asked her to come on the way Becky did, because this is one of the questions where we we often need more information but i'm going to answer it generally and then if for some reason sue you're watching i'm going to be looking in the chat to to get more information but well actually you're in the program this is fantastic i love this sue's already enrolled so welcome and this is fantastic sue because when we have our first live interaction you can answer some of the questions that I'm going to be asking as a follow-up, but we're going to speak to it in general. And she says she just enrolled in the program. Thank you. If I miss a meeting or talk, will I be able to access the information later? Absolutely. Everything is recorded. Uh, you you know, we, we've stopped saying lifetime access because, I mean, look, let's face it, I'm in my 60s. I don't know what my lifetime is and if I have if it can be delivered after that, but we're saying for a minimum of five years, we've never... Have, taken a program down that we've taught already. And we've been doing programs since I want to say at least 2008. And yes, everything is recorded. Now, I believe, I, Charles, if you're listening, I believe that sometimes you got to download stuff to save it, but I, we can answer that for you. But yes, you will definitely have access. But this is the question where JP and I could use more information. And this would also be a very good question um, for the two doctors, because one of the things we want you guys to know is even though we called it the ultimate uh, weight loss program and now it's the ultimate reboot, uh, it really should have been the ultimate, v well, I don't like to use the V word because this is a person that's not vegan and that's fine, but it, it could have been called the ultimate vegan health and weight loss program and then to satisfy JP and compassion program, but that's really very long. So she's saying, will the program work for me even if I'm eating at about 80% vegetarian? And so the thing I would want to know is what the other 20% is, because I can't just say, sure, it will, because just like all foods, one of the things about this program is it's it's not magic, it's science. We It's steeped in the principles of calorie density. And some of you may have heard this idea of eating to the left of the red line. So animal products actually, depending on what they are, in general, have a much higher caloric density. And so actually, this is one of the first few modules of the class. And so it's not to like shame somebody for eating animal products 
but you have to understand calorie density if you want to understand the fundamentals of this program. And while you could argue that there are some exotic game meats that are to the left of the red line that like, I guess, elk and caribou that most people aren't eating, for the most part, most animal products are to the right of the red line. And so we talk about, and again, we don't tell people you have to eat only to the rest, left of the red line for the rest of your life. No, we can include foods to the right of the red line of a higher caloric density, like for example, tor corn tortillas or uh, avocado tofu. Well, tofu is to the left, but it's higher in fat, nuts and seeds. You will learn these principles, but for the most part, if we keep our average calorie density to 567 calories per pound or less, and focus mostly on the left of the red line foods, it's very easy for most people to lose the weight they need to lose and, and maintain it doing that. So our ancestors did eat animal products, but they didn't eat them every day and they didn't eat them three times a day. They did, had very rudimentary hunting tools. There was no CAFOs or factory farms. There was no refrigerated. So refrigeration and they would spoil. So once in a while they made a kill, but we were more gatherers, hunters than hunters, gatherers. Our ancestors ate the weak, the sick, the slow, the isolated, and the injured. They didn't deep fry them. They didn't eat dairy products, just like the, the, the few hunter-gatherer tribes today don't eat dairy products, don't eat fried animal products. So animal products average at least a thousand calories per pound. So that's twice as much as the foods that we're eating to the left of the red line, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes maybe are 550. Also, one of the things that is the hallmark of this program is fiber, because fiber is really magical where weight loss is concerned. It, uh, it, it tricks the brain into feeling full on fewer calories. It binds to waste material and cholesterols. It flushes out toxins. And so animal products, even if you consider them healthy or ethical, they have no fiber. And fiber is what causes you to feel full and feel full on fewer calories. Animal products also have no micronutrients water, vitamins, and minerals. And so because we're teaching this program from a standpoint of health, we don't believe as, as somebody, I've been vegan almost 50 years, JP, definitely over 40, Dr. Goldhammer as long as me and probably Dr. Lyle too, that, that you probably could include them and lose weight, but we don't feel that they're very healthy, especially nowadays with all the hormones and antibiotics and the way the oceans are polluted. So I would like to know what the other 20% is because that makes a difference. Because if it's, you know, cheese, I would say probably you're not going to lose a lot of weight if 20% of your diet is cheese or if it's pork, which is, I believe, a calorie density of 1600, even, even, even some fatty fishes can be that. So uh, that I would I would really want to know what it is, and I would I would suggest to you, if possible, that if for thirty days, like we're suggesting to Becky to to be plant perfect and be as compliant as possible, could you do the program as designed for thirty days? JP, I'll let you talk about it because you know a lot about environmental contaminants and things like that. You know, right? Well, I mean, you know, people fast for thirty days, so um, you won't wither and die by not getting your animal product that you're currently eating or that you think you need. So my suggestion would be to give it a try and just go day by day. Let's just say, could I try it for three days and see if I'm not getting the jitters because I didn't have, you know, dairy products or whatever it is you eat, you know, sirloin steak, and then just go day by day. I mean, that's the whole idea with it. I mean, one of the things you have to understand is that animal products are biological converters. They, it's like, what's, it's called biological magnification. When you see a little fish in the ocean that has PCB and mercury and contaminants and a bigger fish comes and eats that fish 
and then a bigger fish eats that fish. And by the time you have this huge tuna, it just consumes so many toxins and poisons. And you need to understand that 70, 80% of the antibiotics produced in the United States are going to poultry and pigs and cattle. And you don't want to be taking these things into your system. You want to eat as much organic as you can afford. You want to drink as much clean water as you can and live in as much clean air in an environment that has clean air. So that's one of the reasons that we're encouraging you to try this. Think of it as going to a spa for 21 to 30 days. And when you're done with the experiment, you can feel free to go back to whatever it is that you're eating. But, you know, I, I don't think that anyone's going to perish again if they don't have animal products for, you know, three weeks or four weeks. As, as I said, people fast for a month. Right. And so when you join, if you could let us know uh, through either a follow up email or coming to a live session, um, I would probably, you know, because because here's the thing. Yes, people can lose weight eating animal products. So I'd like to know what your goals are overall. But I think if you're if you were going to choose between Dr. Lyle and Goldhammer for this question, I might do it for Dr. Goldhammer, who's actually coming on before Dr. Lyle. And you mentioned, JP, people at True North Pass for 40 days. I think 42 is the record. So, um, you know, be curious to know which one is she eating. And JP, do you remember the talk that Dr. Clapper gave at Summerfest once and people got angry with him, but he talked about, well, he talked about how mountain lions don't even eat meat every day and three meals a day, but that for some people, like they say, you know, like think about it as in therapeutic doses, if they absolutely have to have it like as a condiment. And by the way, the blue zones, that's how they used animal products was as it was as a condiment, not as the main source of their meals, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I talk with people and they say, oh, there's no way I could be vegan. I say, well, just eat more vegetables. <laughs> That's all. Just start with more vegetables, add more grains in, add some nuts and seeds. So, I mean, I just work with people where they're at. And then, you know, if they're because a lot of people don't care, say, about the ethics or the environment. So then I just focus strictly on health. And a lot of people want to focus on weight loss. But remember that in these animal products, aside from the cholesterol and saturated fat, is a lot of sodium, you know. Where do you think the sodium, the sodium is stored in your body? It's in your blood. So we really want to try to bring people's sodium down. Instead of eating five, six, seven thousand 7,000 grams a day, we like to see that get to 1,500, 1,700 or so. You know, So we want to try to bring sodium down. So one easy way to bring sodium down is to start reducing animal products also. But again, anybody can be in this program, even if they're a carnivore. Um, you know, and they're following carnivore program, you're still going to learn a lot. And this program is also talking about exercise and supplements and other things too, and mindset. So it's not just about diet. Right. And uh, Jill and Mona are saying, what time are the live sessions? Those are 9am to noon Pacific time. Uh, and uh, uh, Linda Middlesworth is watching JP and says she just adores you. You're going to be speaking at her a virtual conference on Saturday, if you want to mention it. Yep. Saturday, I'm speaking with, I think, two other people. Dr. Bernard is one. And I think there's another doctor, too, um, that's speaking. Dr. So that, Davis, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet. But yeah, Linda always won, runs amazing programs. Okay. So Shelly is saying, my goal is to reverse my arterial calcification. My calcium was 209 a year ago. Will this program help reduce the, the current calcium level? Neither of us are doctors, uh, so you can ask this question to the doctor, but not doing something is definitely not going to reverse it. And so I don't know of a better diet than the whole food plant-based diet without sugar, oil, salt to reverse it. Well, and again, this program is, is, is not just diet. It's kind of like when I run my retreat in Chicago, 
I do one class on nutrition and the rest is on lifestyle. So there's more to life than just your diet. You have to look at your lifestyle too. And how much exercise, how much vasodilation is occurring in your lifestyle? How much movement are you doing? That's so important for your cardiovascular system. And as people get older, those blood vessels get, get harder. And so we want to keep them flexible and open. And so they can dilate and eating those greens and eating healthy fruits and vegetables. Those are important components, especially when you look at vitamin C in your diet. Thank you. And here is a question from Amanda. What is the key to starting out? The key to starting out is join. <laughs> Sign yeah. up. And then, and then the, the real secret that I think the people make the mistake of is they don't do the program. In other words, they, they don't follow the modules. They're, the modules are created in a way, uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's like learning to play the piano. There's a certain way a teacher instructs you to do it. You just don't just hodgepodge and just do anything. So just sign up for the program and then follow the program as it's designed and then do the best that you can. You know, nobody's saying you're going to do the program 100%. That's fine. But do the best you can, but follow it in the order that we have it designed by. Right. And remember, it's only 30 days. You know, Lent is a holiday that a lot of people celebrate for religious reasons and for 20 days or for I, how, how long is Lent? 40 days, actually. And if you can do Lent for 40 days, you can do your best to do this 30 days. Mona said she just registered. Uh, fantastic. We look forward to seeing you in, in the program. And, you know, like people say, well, how do I run a marathon? Well, you know, you take the first step. And so like JP says, register Dixie saying commit for 30 days. Dixie's been in our program. She's had tremendous long-term success. Ooh, this is a great question, Helen. And uh, I love, I'd love Dr. Goldhammer to take a stab at this one. Uh, and I'm putting the link to register all throughout the chat. Unfortunately, if you're watching on Facebook, you don't see it. So I'll see if I can switch screens. However, let me get to this question from Helen. Can you offer suggestions on how to manage withdrawals from sugar and coffee during the program? Mm, good question. Well, the sugar, as I mentioned earlier, having more greens in your diet is critical. Using a green powder to me is absolutely critical. I mean, I have basically 100% of my clients using the health force either vitamin mineral green or greener grasses, ultra endurance. In that case, I don't want them fickle. I mean, I have either vitamin. And the other thing is that, um, you know, to be honest with you, this is the part that a lot of people don't like to hear, but you're going to, at some point, you're going to have to develop that resiliency and that strength when you feel these temptations to, you know, to, to hold back on having those things. It's kind of like when you're doing five push-ups. Well, tomorrow you're not going to be able to do six, but you can do five and a quarter maybe. And that's what your goal is to just push a little bit more than you pushed yesterday. It's not easy. I mean, it's like working out never becomes easy, but you just get used to dealing with that discomfort. So you get used to dealing with that little pull that, hey, I want that, so that salty flavor. I want that fatty stuff. And then you put a roadblock in and then go do something else. Eventually, eventually, you kind of neuroregulate and you're not really as drawn to that. Like when I think of eating like dried fruit, I mean, that just sounds like putting just a pound of sugar in your mouth. It sounds so sweet because if you're not used to dried fruit and you haven't had it in a long time, it's really sweet. So you'll get to that point eventually. Uh, but, you know, we are wired to have the sugar, the salt and the oil. It's for survival. But we have to realize that we have 20, 30, 40 pounds of body fat on us. So we're not starving. We have food in our refrigerator and our cupboards. And every you can, can't even drive a block without having a grocery store. 
So we're not gonna we're not gonna starve, but you still have that drive because your brain doesn't know that we're not starving. You know, and not also I'd ask you, where is the sugar? Because if the sugar is everywhere in your life, I would just say maybe work on just sugar for the 30 days and don't if you're just drinking a black cup of coffee, preferably it's decaffeinated and not putting any sugar or dairy in it, I would say maybe put that aside for the 30 days and focus on all the other principles because caffeine is a very powerful drug. And, you know, it, 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 people can get rebound headaches when they quit. And so we recommend, unless you're going to true North to do a water fast, which can get you over the addiction quickly, maybe do that slowly, or maybe don't even do that. But if the, if you are putting sugar in the coffee, are you, see, that's the thing. Cause I always feel like if you have to put sugar and cream and you really don't like the taste of it, you're drinking it for the drug. Cause there are people that do drink it black and like it black. So I would say focus on the sugar first, but really focus on just the totality of what we're teaching from a health standpoint. I don't know what you're eating right now, but sugar is insidious and it is very hard to give up and to maintain a completely sugar sober lifestyle. If it was easy, nobody would do that. Uh, is the program US dollars? Yes, because we're in the United States. And uh, Courtney's asking you, JP, what brand of green powder if you want to, and again, this is no supplements are required other than if you're vegan B12 to be in the program. First and foremost, you can, if you want, just chew greens. In other words, get a dark green leafy that you eat chew, 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 chew till it's liquid and just swish it in your mouth. The reason why I use Health Force, any of their, any of their green powders, uh, they're the best quality and everything's in glass, but it's just so easy to add it to water and just swish. And then if you're at work, it's not like you have pieces of parsley in between your teeth. Uh, but the more greens that you're going to have in your palate, the more alkalinity you'll have. And people who are sugar junkies can't stand the alkalinity. You'll know right away when you taste alkalinity, you're not going to like it. That means, yeah, you are really quite the sugar uh, junkie. Where people who love greens, they crave the greens. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good thing to use. Um, if you don't buy the Health Force brand, buy something in glass because you don't want those plastics and those contaminants in that superfood. And make sure it's organic because that's really important. Get organic greens. It's funny that you say that because I feel like people really know they've really made a dent in their sugar addiction if how much they learn to love greens because i know when i started out i mean i was like just this is like disgusting i'd rather die and now like i could just put handfuls of arugula in my mouth and i'm like this tastes pretty good other cultures that aren't steeped so much in the sugar addiction for, especially from the time they're born actually like the bitter taste you know but most of us have been addicted to sugar, not just since we were born, but are in, in utero. So it can take time for neuroadaptation to occur. And Dr. Goldhammer will be discussing that a lot during the program and during his session. So it does take time. I mean, 30 days isn't long enough for a program, but we've learned because we have run programs for actually the longest would have been... Uh, 12 weeks that people kind of peter out. And so we kind of try to cram in as much information as we can. Well, AJ, I think you're really a good example because you came from a background of addiction and obesity and all sorts of problems. And so you really know what it feels like to have those cravings and drive and then look at you now. So, I mean, I think you're definitely, you know, you've gone from rags to riches. Um, I've gone from Slurpees to arugula. Hey, that'll be the name of my next book or my next talk. Uh, uh, 
Tess says, what's the caloric density of yams and plantains? You know, I don't worry about the caloric density of any particular food. I just look at calories. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be around 400 or so. I mean, I could Google it if you want, but I don't worry about anything that's a fruit, vegetable, whole grain, or legume. I don't worry about any starch or any fruit, or I mean, well, maybe avocado, it's technically a fruit, but really if it's to the left of the red line, I don't split hairs between butternut squash at 200 and, you know, sweet potatoes at 365. It really, really doesn't matter if most of your calories are coming to the left of the red line. So. Well, we will be talking in the program about sequencing meals. And I think that's important too. And we can get to that, you know, once you're, once you're in the program, we'll talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Actually, what I'm drinking now is called pot liquor. So I don't eat uh, vegetables for breakfast anymore. I eat them with lunch, but my husband still eats his greens for breakfast and I steal all his nutrients by taking the warm liquid known as the veggie broth or pot liquor in the South. And that's my morning beverage. And it's just as good as a Coke Slurpee without all the chemicals and side effects. So uh, we'll hang out as long as you need. We're also coming back at two o'clock with our success coaches. These are three people that have helped moderate many of our forums and groups. They've been in the program. They keep coming back, just like they say in other groups, keep coming back. So I'll wait a little bit, JP, to see if anybody has more questions. I'm gonna look, it's harder now because we're multi-streaming. I can't see Twitter at all, but I have to jump screens to see uh, uh, Instagram now, welcome and uh, Facebook. So. Uh, YouTube is the easiest for me if you can watch there because I can see that. Uh, Susanna said, I did a reboot when I was very new to this way of eating and learned so much. It's not just for people who need it to get going again. And Susanna now, you know, uh, the student became the teacher. She's doing the Food Revolution coaching program with me. She's already coaching people and she's coming back to be uh, one of our moderators this time for the first time. Do you save the pot liquor and rewarm it? Yes, I do, Connie, because I actually, one of the secrets, well, to any success, it doesn't mean it just in this program, is preparation. You know, there's an old saying, the preparation always trumps motivation. And my mornings are very busy because I have to, I don't have to, but I choose to take the time to always exercise and walk my dog. And that's important to me. So I know my husband's going to be eating vegetables for breakfast every day. And he's very lean without food addictions, but he does it because he knows that once he eats something tastier or by tastier, we mean of a higher caloric density, like oatmeal, he doesn't go back and eat his, oops. He doesn't go back and eat his vegetables. And so I cook them the night before and then I refrigerate the pot liquor and reheat it. So um, JP, I have to check in right now for my flight. So I'm gonna ask you to answer a question while I do that because uh, I wanna get in the A group. Uh, what advice do you guys have to not get tempted while shopping at the grocery store and eat foods while walking around the store? If you could please answer that first and I'll catch up. Right. In just Boy, I have to deal with that a lot with my clients. So first and foremost is make sure you have a list. So when you get in that store, you're laser beam focused and you know exactly what you need. The problems are when you go inside the store and not the eye, you know, when you go around the store, that's what we're looking for, particularly that produce section. Make sure you have a list. The other thing is I have clients um, you know, either do a green drink right be in the car. So, you know, put a tablespoon in and drink it right away and, or bring your water bottle in and sip that green powder. You also can use things. We talk in this program about essential oils. So you'll see there's ways to swish with essential oils and then spit it out. And that really takes away any craving. But remember those stores are designed to lure you in, especially the malls where they literally pump in 
uh, scents, you know, like uh, Cinnabon type of thing, where they'll pump in a scent so it really draws you in. So you just have to pretty much go directly, follow your shopping list, what you need. If you're a real serious addict, then what we suggest people do is to have the delivered or how you can go to a store and pick it up. I think that became popular with COVID where you order online and you pull your car up and somebody comes and delivers it. You can do that. You can ask other, somebody else to shop for you. But true addicts have to be very careful. A lot of clients that I work with that are true addicts, I literally advise them not to even read magazines uh, because they're always going to be seeing those, those pictures of the chocolate you know, Sunday. Same thing with commercials. So you have to be very careful because one of the things I've learned a lot working in the trauma field is people can get triggered very easy and people can get triggered by sense, by smelling something, definitely by taste, but they can also get triggered by a sound. If you've ever heard the sound of a, a, a potato chip bag opening or somebody crunching on some pretzels, that's enough to trigger somebody. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I work with that I just had a client the other day that as sad as this is, gets triggered when they see a family member. It just sends them off into a bad space. So food and more specifically processed food is probably one of the biggest triggers that we have in our life because it brings up a lot of memories and it activates our brain. So be very, very cautious if you're a food addict shopping. Right. And I agree with that. And one of the things I would also say and this is advice for anybody, just don't go shopping when you're hungry because then everything is gonna tempt you. And they always put the most hyper palatable stuff at the register anyway. One of the things I do is I tend to go grocery shopping either really early in the morning, like seven o'clock when I'm not hungry, when the store isn't crowded, or later at night after dinner. So I never go shopping when I'm hungry. And nowadays, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, if I mean, pretty much every store will deliver. You could ask a friend or a neighbor or family member to go shopping, uh, but just don't go hungry. And by hungry, I mean, not just eating your greens, you want to have a belly full of starch. Um, yeah, one more quick thing, AG, this is not a vegetable-based program. It's a starch-based program. So right. we, we don't want you to be restricting the starches. We want you to have your potatoes and your grains and rices and beans and things like that. But we also, a little different than some other programs out there that are heavy on starch, we want you to really get a lot of those vegetables in too, because those are the non, well, basically low calorie, I call them non-caloric uh, foods that are going to fill you up and nourish you. Um, and they're the, the healthiest foods that we can put in. It probably takes more calories to chew and digest a pound of non-starchy vegetables that they ever get from the vegetables. And there's a question, which vegetables make the best pot liquor? Really the ones you like, but he eats the cruciferous crunch. And so that's the one that I'm mostly drinking, but but uh, kabocha squash makes delicious pot liquor. Okay. And the um, other thing you can do is, you know, I have quite a few animals. So I use that uh, for my animals to soak their food in and I give it to them because it's a way for them to get a lot of extra nutrients in without too much fiber in their diet. Yeah, and if you cool it, plants will love it as well. Mary Beth says, I did the reboot. I lost 30 pounds, got off all my prescriptions. I'll never go back to the sad diet. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Cut. Uh, I hope I've caught you. Uh, what about chewing gum while shopping? I don't think gum is a great thing for people that are trying to lose weight or food addict, because anytime you chew, your stomach thinks food is coming and then it doesn't. So uh, what's your take on gum, JP? Well, and yeah, gum usually has some sort of sweetener in it, especially if it's an artificial sweetener, that's quite an issue too. 
Um, so I, I would avoid it. But if it works for you, if somehow it works for you, that's up to you. Yeah. This that artificial sweeteners are worse for you because they, they, they also can evoke an insulin release because your brain thinks it's getting in sugar. And so it's starting to pour in the insulin. Yeah. So again, you know, like that's the other thing, if it works for you, you now we're not here to tell you not to do something that works for you. I got TMJ. So chewing gum would not be such a great thing for me, but I do feel like it, I've read studies that it can make you hungry or, and that's the last thing you want is to be hungry when you're grocery shopping, because chewing is, uh, that's when the digestive process starts with a digestive enzyme called amylase and that's what chewing does. And so you're chewing without really swallowing any nutrients or receiving any calories. Um, so Lenny says, do you have tips for moms with kids cooking and being around non-compliant food is hard. So we can answer that generally, but one of the best parts that I'm told from people in the program is the, the forum, because that's when you're going to connect. Like I don't have any kids. And if I did, I would probably be the taskmaster and just say, you know, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out if you don't like it because it's my house, my rules, but not everybody's able to do that. So you'll be with other people in a similar situation and you can ask them what they did. And uh, Dr. Goldhammer has kids. He can tell you what he does or what he did uh, with them. So in general, um, tips for, you know, uh, 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 this is tough because I need, this is one where I need more information. Are you doing all the cooking? Are you buying all the shopping? Are there other people in the house that just won't eat health? Like this is why this is where laser coaching can come in because I don't like to paint every situation with the same brush and give you like, just say, well, don't ever have that food in the house. But I, I JP, you have good strategies for keeping your food separate though. They could help this individual. Well, one of the things is I work a lot with kids. So, cause I work with families and then I work with kids that have a lot of emotional issues and I can't tell you how important nutrition is for a young kid. It's so important for their brain and to get them away from these artificial stimulants that they're taking, they're causing all these issues with attention deficit, hyperactivity. And we're seeing these kids that can't even really function at all mentally at all. So to make sure that you're hyper nourishing these children is really important and the green leafy vegetables and these healthy starches, especially these purple potatoes or sweet potatoes are so important for them. And we'll be talking about some ways to prepare them and some ways to sneak them in uh, that are so important for you. But, you know, I think Dr. Furman's, one of his best books was Disease Proof Your, Your Children. I thought that was one of the best ones he's written because he really goes into some of the science and how important it is. And AJ, you, you alluded to it earlier that this craving start when, when the mother's pregnant, you know, and the mother's taking in all these sugars and the baby's already addicted to that. So, so this is something I think is a great program for any parent who has kids to learn this stuff now and start implementing it early with your kids uh, before it gets too late. Cause we're seeing kids that are killed in automobile accidents that already have atherosclerosis when their bodies are autopsied. So when you're seeing atherosclerosis uh, before kids are even teenagers, that's pretty scary. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that can be an ongoing problem for people, obviously, living in mixed households, because environment can be critical for many people's success. But we we try to do workarounds. And if you join the program, we'll do some laser coaching maybe with Dr. Lyle, because he's kind of the expert at that, really, for negotiating in a clean environment. And Shelly says... How to deal with family members who don't believe? Well, again, this would be a perfect question for you to bring to Dr. Lau because I don't think you, the goal is to try to get them to believe. I think the goal, if 
there is a goal is to just to get them to respect you. And he's written a wonderful book with Dr. Goldhammer called The Pleasure Trap. And there's a chapter called Getting Along Without Going Along, because I don't think you can make somebody believe there's a saying a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So a lead by example, save yourself, put your oxygen mask on first. Mary Beth says greens for breakfast is the way to go. And uh, let's see. Yes, um, some of the people are saying, uh, like Karen, I buy my groceries online, then I'm not tempted to have non-compliant food. It's not as expensive as you'd think. Um, okay, here's Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Crazy that I'm thinking about this, but February 14th is my 36th wedding anniversary. That's Valentine's Day. How romantic. And I do need a special treat to share with my husband. Any special way to stay compliant? Well... You know, I wrote a whole book about that. So yes, absolutely. So the answer is, the short answer is yes. I need to know a little bit more about what flavors and things you like to, to suggest stuff, but absolutely. That's the thing. It's not about deprivation. You can have, I mean, that, that's the other thing. I I never uh, denied myself compliant treats. I mean, I don't think I would have ever gotten off sugar and stayed off it now for 21 years if I didn't create the recipes in this book. I don't really eat them all that much now because as I mentioned earlier, for some reason, my sweet tooth has switched to a savory tooth. And if you give me a choice, like if I eat dinner and I'm still a little bit hungry and then Charles wants some dessert, I'm thinking I'd rather have some chips and salsa like Becky, but I do them without salt, but not the salsa. The salsa, unfortunately, still has a little salt. But the point is, is yes, we can always find a way to scratch that itch within the, uh, I don't want to even say confines because it's not confining within the the program recommendations and also uh you know, for anything. I mean, I always believe that anything anybody can make, I can do vegan and anything any vegan chef can make, I can make compliant. Okay. Uh, can't wait to learn how to deal with people judging you on eating starches. See a lot of these questions. This is why we have people from different disciplines. We have Dr. Goldhammer who answers the more medical questions about your health. And we have Dr. Lyle with the psychology because he'll he'll be able to answer how you deal with them. But if you do have the pleasure trap, there's a lot of uh, secrets in chapter four. Do you have an example of the menu? Charles, um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but the meal plans would be things that I love to eat, red lentil, chili, uh, uh, Charles, if you're listening or watching, you can maybe print out the menu plan or the meal plan or tell me what's in that because I, I don't have it memorized, but it's they're all delicious, left of the red line, filling starch-based meals and vegetables. And by the way, like I, I, I don't like to be told what to do or what to eat. I don't even really like meal plans, but the people demanded it, so we had it. But don't feel like you have to eat what's on it. If you don't like it, then don't eat it. Um does this help dissolve plaques and legs? I couldn't make it worse. Well, I don't see how eating the cleanest diet there is could make that a, a medical condition like that worse, but you would have to ask Dr. Goldhammer that question. Because if you look at the research by Dr. Dean Ornish in the 90s, I mean, he's really the first person that showed the plaque regression with a plant-based diet, you know, meditation and exercise. So that would be a question for a medical doctor, but I think there's your proof right there. Right. And Lisa says, my doctor is watching my thyroid. Should I be worried about lectins? A lot of food. Oh gosh. I don't think you should ever, regardless of whatever the doctor is watching, that is just a crock of poppycock. Well, speaking of a crock, um, the guy who really came out with it, Dr. Gundry, his, it talks about in his book, I'll put, put those lectin rich foods in a pressure cooker and poof, there you go. You're okay. 
Now he does sell lots of supplements to counter so-called lectins, but people have been eating lectins forever, but your pressure cooker, your instant pot will help that. And there's, I'll see if I can find it. If there's a question that JP can answer for a few minutes, I will look for this on the internet, but there's a wonderful clip of Dr. Joel Kahn, a wonderful plant-based cardiologist, basically blowing that lectin stuff out of the water on a television show called The Doctors. That is just BS, guys. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, because nobody eats raw kidney beans that I know of. So uh, Connie's saying, do you put any seasonings or sauce on my broccoli and, and yams? So uh, not usually. So I posted a couple of days ago on Instagram that I actually air fried them instead of roasting them. And I did put some California balsamic in the flavor of Gilroy garlic on it. Delicious. But usually I just eat it plain because that's how I like it. Once in a while, I make my peanut free Thai peanut sauce for the broccoli. But usually I'm pretty busy and like I don't have a lot of time between when I wake up until my day ends. So it's just easier for me to take the Hannah yams that are roasted and because I batch cook and just microwave it and microwave the broccoli, but I'm not against sauces or anything like that. I'm just, I just, I like it plain. I, I like it with sauce. I like it plain. Okay. Let's see if there's any more. It helps when you put four question months first. Yes. The program is delivered through Kujabi, which is great. It's private. Um, okay. Thank you for ordering my book. And again, pretty much everything I teach is in my book, The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss, but you don't get the coaching and the ability to ask the questions, um, you know, from reading the book. Okay. I'm looking for a question so that I can look up, find that clip. Okay. Okay. Here's one for you, JP. Oh, I, I thank you, Charles. JP, uh, while I look up the clip that they're asking about, it is from Diana. Do you have a water goal per day that you recommend? Well, again, that depends on who you are, what you do, what conditions you have, and most importantly, what you're currently eating. So remember, we're encouraging you to eat predominantly fresh fruits and vegetables. Those are basically all water. So if you put fruits and vegetables in a juicer, you know, you put apples in, you get apple juice, you put carrots in, you get carrot juice. But if you put, you know, potatoes in, you don't get potato juice. You put rice in, you don't get water coming out. So there are foods that are higher in water, which are fruits and vegetables. So if you're predominantly eating fresh fruits and vegetables, most likely, unless you're doing a lot of sweating or you're a very, very large person, you could get adequate hydration that way with a slight addition to some extra water. Now I use, um, you know, I'm using um, soups. And then of course, you know, for a lot of my clients, I'm using green drinks or beet boost or spin boost, things like that. So they're getting in hydration, but I would definitely encourage you to drink. I think it's important for a lot of people as they get older to try to do most of their liquids in the morning and early afternoon so they're not disturbed when they're sleeping to go to the bathroom. Uh, that helps a lot too. But you generally want, within reason, your urine to be fairly clear and not really so dark, you know, more like um, you don't want it to look like an apple juice, more of a, of a lighter lemonade type color, unless you're using certain B vitamins, particularly rib riboflavin, which will kind of give it that fluorescent hue. But um, it's really individual uh, hydration because, again, it depends on what you're doing. A lot of the athletes I'm working with that do heavy cardio workout, I definitely want them drinking pre-workout, during workout, and then rehydrating when they're done, in addition to eating smoothies uh, um, in, in their life, too. Yeah. And I agree with JP about the water. You, since we're eating so many fruits and vegetables, we're going to get a lot of hydration from that. 
And of course, if you live in a very warm climate, if you exercise a lot, people that work outside, like one of our uh, members is, a, is a, a mail carrier, you have to account for that. So I don't like to be up all night peeing. So I do all my drinking before lunch. And so, as I mentioned, I start with this. This is, a, this is 27 ounces and this is pot liquor. And then before I eat my first meal, I move on to this. This is about 34 out 33 ounces. So 27 plus 33 is 60. And so they always, not they, but I've heard half your weight in ounces. So I've taken care of it with these two things. And it, because it's purple, it's pretty. It makes me want to drink it more. And then I'm done drinking for the day. That doesn't mean that I don't drink if I'm thirsty, but really I don't get thirsty because I get plenty. I don't eat salt for the most part and get plenty of hydration. Um, so at, there was a question that was about can of can of yams. Um, and I did post the link for saying how you do not need to avoid lectins by Dr. Joel Kahn. I put that in the chat. It was something about, oh, um, you're saying, do I eat? I talked about eating a can of yams and the other canned vegetables. So I, sorry, it's Hannah yam, also known as the Jersey sweet potato or the white sweet potato or the batata. So I don't eat canned vegetables, not that you couldn't, but they generally will have salt and maybe be in cans that have BPA. And um, like, it's funny because I was at Winco the other day buying bird seed and I saw like canned spinach and it just looked terrible. So I just prefer to eat uh, fresh, but frozen is every bit as, as nutritious, sometimes more. And there's a question how I prepare my broccoli by Diana. I actually, I'm sure I have videos of this even in the program, but I have a little tool called a Pampered Chef microwave steamer that I can travel with. And I just cook it for four and a half minutes on my microwave. I did find, I did pull up the meal plan. So you have one for every week, week one, because it's a 30 day program, week two, you can print it out, week three, week four. So just, these are all like, if you have secret sales and weight loss, some of these recipes will be, um, you know, you, they'll make sense to you, like herbed quinoa tabbouleh, new and improved cauliflower bisque. And again, lentil tacos with chili lime slaw. These are just examples from one week. So again, you can always mix and match. You do not have to eat exactly what we say. Um, this was just due to demand from people that that wanted to know that. But I, I've always eaten very simply, pretty much the same thing every day for lunch. Dinner, I switch it up, a soup, a stew, a chili with a grain, that kind of thing. All right. Uh seeing any more questions and and uh, thank you guys for watching so much and thanks for considering the program for those of you that already registered you know it, it, it just you know don't wait what i'm saying is just people always say well this isn't a good time there is no good time. That's the only thing in life that's fair is the same amount of time. And, you know, we've had people come to the program when they've had a death in the family or when they've lost their job or, or they're facing a health challenge. The only way things are going to get better is if you take action to make them better. So um, if you wait, you'll be waiting another year. And then you'll look back and say, why didn't I do this a year ago? So uh, can the I sweet potato um, quickly that um, spring is around the corner? So if you can start this program now and then keep building on it, you know, before you know it, April's going to be here in May and so forth. So get started on something now. Don't wait. Yes, because today is National Quitters Day and let this not be the day you quit. Let this be the day that you commit by joining the Ultimate Weight Loss Program. Diana's saying, can you microwave your potatoes or sweet potatoes? You can't. I have nothing against microwaves. 
Dr. Furman says they're safe. Dr. Greger says they're safe. However, from a taste perspective as a chef, I do not care for the taste of microwaved sweet potatoes. I don't mind the taste of microwaved baked potatoes, but they do not taste good to me in the instant pot in wet cooking methods because they have natural sugars. They get caramelized when you roast them. So you can, but I don't care for the taste of them doing that because I've done that when I travel and I just don't like it very much. So yeah, well, we've gone, you know, we've gone over an hour. So we uh, want to let you guys go so you can have a nice lunch and then come back in, in two hours when we have the coaches session. So you can actually talk to people that have been in the program and, uh, you know, get some feedback from the coaches. Shannon's saying is four pounds of roasted broccoli too much per day. I don't know. I mean, do you think that's too much? That's, that's a lot of fiber and that's probably 600 calories. I, I don't know about your goals. Your I, What would you say to four pounds of broccoli? I would rather have you mix it up a bit and instead of having four pounds of broccoli, have maybe a pound of broccoli, a pound of raw salad, you know, not just eat one vegetable like all day. Yeah. It's better than four pounds of bagels, but you know, it's, there's, you know, variety is important for your intestinal tract. You know, you want to get your microbiome to get a lot of variety of different fibers. So that's why I encourage people to get, like when they make vegetables, try to make three or four different types of vegetables or different grains and seeds and things like that to feed your microbiome. Yeah. And so um, let's see. Christy on uh, Instagram is saying, will this help with thyroid? Well, first of all, we're not doctors. So if you join the program, you can ask the doctors that question, but I think it would depend what's wrong with your thyroid. But I do know that because I've recently been to the True North Health Center water fasting and they pretty much cut my thyroid medicine in half. Water fasting is something that for sure, Dr. Goldhammer will talk about and that can definitely help with thyroid conditions. Okay. Da -da -da. Um... I'm starting to see some questions on Instagram now. So I didn't, I, it's so, I wish it could all be on one screen. I'm so excited to reboot 2024. This is my second time taking it. Uh, welcome back. And also, you know, um, okay. So it's roasted, uh, roasting vegetables is an amazing way to start vegetable eating if you hate vegetables, because I couldn't eat steamed vegetables when I started, especially greens. Everything tasted terrible to me. I was, you know, but now I, I enjoy that. Doesn't mean I don't ever roast my vegetables. I sometimes roast my broccoli and my uh, Brussels sprouts, but the wet cooking methods are, you could argue, are probably a little bit healthier. There's no acrylamide formation in you know, so try, try do to also try to get some steamed in and even some raw in if you can. I mean, it's better to eat four pounds of roasted broccoli than, you know, four pounds of, you know, um, chocolate. However, you know, you want to have a little bit of a balance in your nutrients and what you eat, if, if it's available to, you know, where you live. I mean, obviously people can live places where, where there could be food scarcity. So, you know, just eating rice and beans is great. So the idea isn't to be perfect. Like the guest we started out with, who was pretty much already perfect and wanted to get that extra, 
you know, A plus, it's to do better than you, you've been doing. And I think the Ultimate Reboot Program can help you do that. And if you uh, if you join, you know, JP and I will be honored to help you. And I know that Dr. Lyle Goldhammer loved answering questions about this. Debbie says, the first time I was bummed, I waited until the day after registration closed. Yeah, but the thing is, is we can't let you in late because, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, maybe 12 hours after it closes, depending on what time zone, because once it starts, it starts. And, you know, we kind of have to have a little bit of schedule. I don't worry about acrylamides, Marty. Um, I, you know, I eat air fried food. I, I don't, I don't worry about that. So I'm not seeking the kind of perfection or chasing nutrients or trying to get 21 things or certain things in a day. I think, um, I, I feel like I just want to do a really, really good job. And I feel like I've done that. And so any final thoughts, JP, before we let the wonderful people go? No, just, um, you know, just kind of make a commitment to yourself that you're going to try your best for 30 days. That's it. Just do your best. You might make it a week, but then you can just fall down and get back up again. It's not like the program's over. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect for 30 days. Just do the best that you can. And then we are going to be adding some movement in. So you're going to want to, you know, kind of get ready to add a little bit more movement into your program too. And then, you know, we want to start thinking about getting a journal to write some of our thoughts down and also our food diary to write down what we eat. And we don't have to measure and weigh, but just, you know, things that we have a tendency to write down, um, they kind of go into our brain a little bit more and make us hyper conscious of what we put in. So that's important too. Right. And JP will make you really aware of body stuff and he can do private sessions with you on not just mindset and nutrition, but on your fitness. And when we do these three hour sessions, you know, I'm sitting the whole time. He often stands and he will, we take breaks every hour and he does a little something, kind of a little bit of workout with you. And of course, if you can't be at the sessions or they're overwhelming or too long, everything is recorded and, uh, you know, go at your own pace, but, you know, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. So if not now, when, right. Yeah. All right. Well, we want you to get some movement in. So we want you to, you know, I have a free on johnpierre.com. There's a free, you can get a free video for me on movement. Just go to the bottom of the page and fill out the newsletter, a form, but you've got to do some of those movements in every day, which is even if it's one, two, three minutes, you've got to train yourself to start moving more and get, you know, get off the sedentary uh, bandwagon, even if no matter how small it is, but the closest thing we've seen to the fountain of youth, not weight loss, but the fountain of youth is movement. So get right. that. Yeah. Dr. Greger was talking about that in his book, how not to age, how it's, it's super important. And, you know, just, we, we don't call it the ultimate weight loss program anymore because we realized that at the end of the day, if you do what's best for your health, the weight loss comes. And we don't know if Becky's going to join the program or not, but there are people like Becky that are already at their ideal weight that just go for that last 10%. And so there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to have an extraordinary amount of weight to lose. You can, we welcome you, but some people just come to learn and just to hang out with an amazing group of people and coaches. And, you know, where else can you you get your questions answered for three hours by Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle. Nowhere. So happy, healthy new year, everyone. Great seeing you, JP. So nice to meet you, Becky. Becky gets two free bottles of California balsamic vinegar. So those are sweet, actually. And she has a sweet tooth. So maybe she'll, uh, she'll, she'll use those. And we look forward to hearing from you, Becky, to see if you get past day 85. I don't know what day I'm on, but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, and just know that I don't believe Becky or anyone. This is what I don't like about 12 step programs that if Becky decides to have a cookie today, she doesn't lose those 85 days. 
she still did 85 days and then I would just start counting right away. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Do you like that JP when they do that? Like you lose all your days because you had one little. You don't want to lose. You want to keep gaining. Just, you know, just yeah. do the best you can be kind to yourself with all your actions and words. Yeah. Cause we used to do that in ultimate weight loss. We'd get these calendars and these little stickers and every day people had vegetables, for, you know, if you don't do it one day, you don't get punished and lose everything. You don't lose all your chips. You just don't get a chip that day. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. So, you know, Anyway, oh, I'm going to be posting an interview. We, we got a lot of these interviews coming up about my my sugar story. I think that's on Saturday. So if you aren't subscribed, uh, please go to YouTube because that's how you get notified for everything. Even though we try to multi-stream, it doesn't always work out. ChefAJ.com. You can go to JohnPierre.com. And we've been posting the link throughout this whole show in hopes that you will join the Ultimate Reboot Program coming to a city near you very soon. Thanks, everybody. Happy, healthy new year and take care. Hope to see you at two o'clock for our next live show. Bye, everybody.